0: big dreams need great teams you simply cannot do it on your own i'm excited to have you here let's dive in As entrepreneurs and business owners, we spend a lot of time thinking about and talking about what we need in our businesses, who we need to work with, and what we need to be able to enjoy our businesses and meet our business goals. So today, I've invited Amy Dorr, the founder of Seed Virtual Assistants, onto the podcast to share with us all her wisdom and insights from the other side of the fence, this perspective and the side of a virtual assistant. So Amy mentors women across Australia to leverage their unique strengths to grow their virtual assistant businesses. And she is super passionate about outsourcing and supporting businesses to reach their full potential and increase their profits. So I'm so excited to have her here today because our visions are so aligned in that regard. So a very big warm welcome to you, Amy. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Would you like to start by sharing a little bit about your journey and how you came to to be a mentor for virtual assistants?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So, I first started out as a virtual assistant. So, in late 2016, 2017, I was feeding my like my almost 1-year-old at the time, and I was the like idea of going back to work, my maternity leave was coming up and I was like, oh my gosh, how can I like work from home and not have to go back to that nine to five, which I know is something that resonates with a lot of people who look at starting their VA businesses and it's often they start their businesses because they want to be able to work from home around their young families or be able to have the freedom and flexibility to travel, all of those beautiful things that come with starting your own business. And I came from a corporate background, so I was um, the assistant bank manager at ANZ Bank for a couple of years. And yeah, I really just didn't want to go back to work. So I was like, I need to find a way that I can do this from home and worked out sort of what transferable skills I had and came across the idea of becoming a VA. So I started my business then and that was like before COVID and before like online businesses really blew up and working from home was like the in thing to do. So it was still a big industry, but it probably wasn't quite as big as what it is now. We have seen a lot of growth over the, the last couple of years, which is amazing. And So yeah, started my business as a VA and then a couple of years in, I was like getting asked all the time, like, how did you start your business and how did you do this like I want to do this for myself and I'm like this is such a beautiful opportunity to be able to share what like those skills and those experiences that I've had in my business so far with all of these other people who want to become VAs so I was like I'm gonna start teaching this stuff and it was also a way for me to be able to scale my business beyond doing that client work as well which is what over the past couple of years of now mentoring so I've been doing that since 2020 I've seen that we kind of go through this natural evolution in our businesses where we start out as VAs and then you get to a point where you're at capacity with client work and then you might look at introducing other income generating streams or look at going into mentoring or coaching or bringing on team members. And so you kind of start in one point, but you you never end there. It never stops there. So yeah, that's sort of, I guess, how I've come to being in this position and now have a really beautiful network of Australian VAs and have supported over 300 VAs now to start their businesses, which has been really incredible. I look back and go like, oh my gosh, I feel, it feels so good to be able to support all of those VAs in there in achieving what it is that they want to be able to achieve.
0: Amazing. Congratulations and go you. I mean, I personally love the the evolution of virtual assistants and how much they can support particularly startup entrepreneurs and and newer businesses on that sort of initial phase of building out their teams. And I know for me, I think back in 2012, I want to say, you know, the the only virtual assistants really that existed were the ones that were offshore, so over in the Philippines or India and that sort of thing. So the rise of local virtual assistants, I think, has been fantastic and and thank you for for supporting it, I guess, spearing and supporting everybody to do that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what a virtual assistant is and isn't. So, you know, do you have a definition? What do you pull into that bucket of what a virtual assistant does?
1: Yeah. It's like, how long is a piece of string? Like it's such a versed term. Like it's so, it could be anything. So I often say like saying a virtual assistant is almost like saying a tradie. It's not one specific thing and it can be many things, which is like, it's kind of hard to then come up with a definition, but typically actually, before this big rise in virtual assistants, the tasks or the things that VAs would do would be like administrative and assistance based. So in that support role for businesses. And now that like with growing technology and growing demand, we're seeing a lot of people move into more high level specialized services as VA. So it can still be administrative based and support based for businesses, but there's a lot of demand for creative support. So the design aspect of business, there's a lot of demand for the tech and systems support in businesses, and also being able to support at that higher strategic level as well, which is where people kind of outgrow the term VA and move into the space of like online business manager, which is often why you'll see people say VA slash OBM. Because yeah, when you're a VA, you're in a support role. And then when you move into the OBM space, you're in that sort of management role for businesses. So tech and systems and processes is huge. Creative, social media, engagement, that kind of stuff is really big. And also, I'm going to say there's a lot of people moving into like the really industry specific support services as well. So, whilst a lot of it is systems-based support, a lot of people are really moving into that industry specific niche service as well. Mm, Love that. I love
0: that you drew the analogy between like a tradie versus a virtual assistant, because you know, one of the mistakes or the things that I see going wrong is people saying, oh, I just need a virtual assistant. Have you got a virtual assistant? Oh, good. You know, she'll be great for me. And it's like going, do you know a tradie? I need a tradie. Whereas actually it's like, do you need someone to fix your bathroom? Do you want someone to come and like do some carpentry? Is, have you got a waterproofing problem? Like, you know, we've got to get more specific than that. So I love that, you know, you've said, you know, it's such a general term and actually it can mean so many different things. And within that, somebody can do and brings different skills to the table. So I love that analogy. I might borrow that. <laughs> what sort of tradey <laughs> do you want when we're talking about virtual assistants? Something I've also noticed is that rise of the VA slash OBM. And in turn or in, in addition or as part of that, I've also seen probably a rise in the rate of a virtual assistant who is able to be a VA slash OBM. So for everybody listening, OBM, online business manager, that's somebody who you know can also do i guess the project management and you started to talk about strategy so would you like to share a little bit more about like where the line between a va and obm starts and stops and how it's possible for somebody to blend that role
1: yeah so i think when we look at it from the view of potentially like a if you were to be looking at like a company hierarchy for example you as the ceo the business owner you are on top of the hierarchy as the leader in, of the business Virtual assistant is then a team member that supports you as the CEO in your business. An online business manager or an OBM is somebody who supports you at that higher level. So they're kind of working alongside you in that company structure whilst you're still the CEO and the leader. They work alongside you to manage your business. So they help you with managing your team. So if you you May still have the use of a virtual assistant in your business, even if you were to have an OBM as well. So, an OBM will often then manage the team of VAs who are doing more of the doing. So, an OBM supports at more of that partnership and strategic level for business owners, the same as if you were working for a company and you had the the manager and the assistant manager, for example. So, it's similar to that kind of structure. They're working at that more partnership level, which then means that the rate that they're charging is definitely a lot higher than what you will expect from a virtual assistant doing administrative-based tasks for you in the support role.
0: Mm, Love that. So the OBM is the person who, you know, helps make decisions, maybe does the coordinating Mm -hmm. and the managing, whereas, you know, the pure VA is the person doing the doing. So if we're looking at somebody who blends those two skills and has one rate for both aspects of the role, naturally, it's going to be a higher average, I guess.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. And even in this structure where people are offering OBM slash VA services, often what they will do is split their proposal or split their rate for business owners. So, they'll have their dedicated OBM rate and work in that OBM space for businesses for uh portion of their package and then they'll have a VA rate for the VA support that they're offering. Often what will happen though, if you're using somebody, if, if you've got an OBM in your business and you're also utilizing them in, as a VA, it's such a huge benefit because they have those skills and they're not having to manage and translate that to somebody else in the VA role. So, it is a really big benefit if you have somebody in your business who can do both of those things. Absolutely. You can kind of flex up and flex down as required. Yeah, yeah love yeah. that. So,
0: Let's talk about it from the perspective of a virtual assistant, which is obviously, you know, the women and the incredible people that you are mentoring. What are they looking for in a client? So, you know, they're sitting there, they've started their own businesses. You've already touched on they're looking, many of them want to work from home. They want to be able to travel, have flexible lifestyles. So how does that translate? What are they looking for in the people that they're choosing to work with?
1: So a big thing that they're looking for and something that's really that I'm loving, like I think this is so good, people are really looking for values alignment. Now it's becoming less important to have like they have to be in this industry or they have to use this service. It's becoming more important for people to just really love who they work with and really get along with them. So we're looking at values alignment in terms of like, if you're a mum working from home as a VA, then part of their values alignment could be working with other mums in business who are also dealing with the same challenges of running businesses at home with kids. So that like, it doesn't really matter what industry they're in or what service they're offering. They like the person as a person. And that's really helping to establish beautiful working relationships because, there is that value between human to human in that relationship. So that's something that's becoming really important to kind of go deeper than the surface level stuff. They're also looking for people who value their skills and their expertise. So as a VA or an online business manager or any service provider really, they're business owners, they're not employees. So they're going to take the initiative. They're going to share their experiences with you and their skills with you. As a business owner, they're not there to just be handed all the crappy tasks that you don't want to do. So, having that relationship at that partnership level where the business owners together, the VA and the the CEO of the business that's hiring the VA, having that equal playing field and being able to respect the skills and the expertise that the VA can offer to you as a business owner is really, really important rather than treating them as an employee and just asking them to do everything and anything in your business.
0: Mm. So I guess to to drill into that a little bit more, is it about being clear upfront and having like a clear conversation about the things you want to hand over, because let's face it, sometimes it is all the shitty things you don't want to do in your business that you're actually looking for someone else to do. So, you know, to not feel like you're being handed the shitty things, is it about being really clear and making sure that the person's interested in doing that from the outset and not assuming later? Or is there something else that we need to keep in mind there?
1: No, that's that's really important is engaging the right people, engaging the right VA. So being really clear about what it is that you want to do in your business. And when I say crappy, like I, for me, I think like having to schedule posts on Instagram and Facebook is a crappy job for me. I don't enjoy it, but my VA loves that stuff. And she thrives in that space because she's the organized person. She's somebody who can look at things from that view and can keep my business really organised through doing the scheduling and the data entry and the administrative-based tasks that I feel are crappy. But in that conversation, that onboarding piece with her, I've been able to identify what skills and experiences she has, and she knows what they are as well. And we've been able to communicate, well, what areas of the business will you thrive in? Because as a VA, if you're working on things that you love. And the business owner is there to hand those things over to you and to be able to work with you to establish where they're going to thrive. There's a massive benefit for the business owner in being able to have people that are going to thrive in the areas of their business that they don't love.
0: Mm. What I'm hearing is don't assume that they can and want to do anything. Mm. Get clear on what it is that you don't want to do, what it is you want to hand over and almost out of, you know, respectfully discuss that up front and make it like make it an exchange whereby the person wants to do it as opposed to just throwing anything at them and just an expectation later yeah exactly that amazing that probably nicely segues into my next question which is what makes a good client versus a bad client so you know what are the top three complaints or the things that you hear from your virtual assistants that they don't like clients doing
1: yeah, so I opened this question up to my members recently in my membership group. So we've got around 85 members at the moment in my Inner Circle membership. And I opened up the conversation in our chat thread and it just exploded. Thing. <laughs> <Where are you? laughs> so it was, yeah, it was really interesting. And it was interesting for me to be able to go through all of those responses and see what patterns came through. And there were definitely some really strong patterns there. The biggest one I'm going to say is business owners not respecting boundaries. Again, that's on in that initial discussions that you have in onboarding your VA and them onboarding you as a client. What are the expectations and boundaries of the relationship? So, what are the things that the VA is going to be doing within your business? How are you going to communicate with them? When and how are you going to work together? All of those things are so important. And It then comes down to, like, how valued aligned you are as well, I think, that that boundary piece and knowing that in having those discussions with the client, they're actually going to respect your boundaries and your expectations from the relationship as well. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was saying before that that values alignment is really important. When people are values aligned, often those boundaries and expectations are adhered to rather than being not listened to. Mm, okay. So that's one of the biggest things that
0: came through. It's really interesting because one of the things that I teach my clients is to get really clear on what's important to you from a values perspective, but also how you want to and need to work with somebody so you can get in your zone of genius as a CEO. And the way it links to boundaries is, you know, getting clear from the outset Maybe you're the sort of person who does like to bounce ideas and that might come at 10 o'clock at night and whatever. Get clear on that and then let the person know that up front and let them know safely what you expect with that so in in my world it's like if I send you a message on the weekend that's my way of getting it out of my head there's no way I would expect you to be checking receiving or acting on that on the weekend and I need you to hold your own boundaries and check it at nine o'clock on Monday morning or whenever it is that you would regularly be coming on but to be able to have that powerful conversation you need to first kind of look in the mirror and be like this is actually what suits me this is the way I want to work and you know Talk about it, get permission and safety around it. Whereas mm-hmm. what I see, you know, on the client side is clients also then trying to bend to what, you know, they think they need to do to not upset their virtual assistant or anybody on their team. And actually it's it's almost limiting them getting into their flow because they haven't actually had that open conversation because they're not clear clear enough on it to be able to have the conversation. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The communication piece around the boundaries is the most important thing. And mm-hmm. I think that like a message at 10pm in the evening is never going to upset someone if they know that you're not expected to be available. You're not expected to respond. So whilst the boundaries are important, the communication, taking a step back is the more important thing and being able to communicate exactly what that looks like and what you expect from that, Mm -hmm. using the right channels of communication as well that have been established and, like, if you are sending messages at 10 a.m. and it's up to the VA to do this, and I teach this in my programs, is, like, set your, your out of office or put your do not disturb on or... Make sure that you're not allowing people to come into your space and your boundaries because you are not respecting your own boundaries. Mm. Don't reply to the message at 10am and give off the fact that you're willing to just let go of those boundaries at any time. You have to be strong on them once you've set them.
0: Mm. And this is why it's like that, you know, interviewing piece or that initial, you know, I think you've referred to as the onboarding piece, but it's almost like pre-onboarding, like before you decide to work together, You've got to have such robust conversations. Like, what are your preferences? What are your preferences? What's your style of communicating? How would you feel if I sent you a message at ten o'clock at night and you saw it? You know, how, you know, what what would that trigger in you? And okay, let's make it really clear. If I send you a message, I don't expect you to do this, or I do expect you to do this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe if it's a launch, then you know, I, I would love it if you could, you know, be online all weekend. Would that be okay with you? Blah blah blah. So I guess you know, it's that almost that pre onboarding conversation that you need that needs to be really quite robust and that's where i see a lot of people rushing through it from the client side so from you know from the entrepreneur side because they're so busy they just want to get anyone on board and they think they can work it out later and then similarly i also see it being rushed on the va side whereby maybe they're excited to get a client or they're excited with the potential of it but the the real conversations aren't had up front
1: yeah and it just leads to so many nightmare situations and it's a knock to the confidence of the business owner around like I had a nightmare VA and it didn't work out and the VA going, I had a nightmare client and now I don't have confidence to go and bring on a new client. So there's so many like flow on effects to those initial conversations not being had properly. So it's so important, like that onboarding piece is the most important piece to establishing a really strong working relationship with VA to client. Love that. Is there any
0: other like big differences that jump out from the perspective of a VA comparing like a good versus a bad client you've talked about values alignment and boundaries is there anything else
1: one of the things that popped up quite a lot last night was not like the payment of invoices not being paid on time or not being addressed when they couldn't be paid on time so that's A big one and I like we often talk about like what's the process around invoicing so making sure that there's consistency that you're invoicing at the start of every month or whatever those expectations are in the beginning initial onboarding phases again what what is your invoicing process, what are the invoicing terms, making sure that there's a contract in place, making sure that there's follow-ups and reminders established, all of those types of things that you need to do as and be responsible for as a business owner. But one, yeah, one of the things that really come up in the conversation that I was having with my members was late payments from clients, which is fairly disappointing. But I think that it's also something that all business owners deal with, not just virtual assistants. I think that every business owner deals with that and doesn't enjoy that side of their business. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So it's like talk about it up front, make sure that you're on the same page with the regularity because I know that some of my clients who who get a lot of bills want to pay all their subcontractors say on a monthly cycle and that may or may not suit the virtual assistant, you know, based on their own cash flow. So again, it's one of those things we need to talk about up front so that we we're on the same page and then I guess it comes down to respect as well. Like if someone sends you a bill, you can't just and you can't cash flow it or whatever, you can't just not address that in the same way that you expect them to keep
1: working with you. Then it's like, well, it needs to be a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And it always goes back to those initial conversations and making sure that that you're running your business like a business owner and you are taking control of those conversations. And this is something that new VA sometimes struggle with because they're coming from employee backgrounds where all of this stuff's already done for them. They don't have to worry about that. They get paid in their bank account every week and it's done and dusted. And then when you move into starting your own business, you're then having to build these practices and these processes into your own business. You're not walking into something that has all of the infrastructure set up for you. Mm. You're having to create that for yourself and then there's also the mindset behind it as well of like, oh, I feel bad about chasing up this client about the money, and I don't want to talk about the the rate, or I I don't know if I'm worth this much. Like they're having all of those mindset things going on as well as they're starting their businesses before they've built the confidence and their own entrepreneurial muscles. Let's say so mm. it is tricky for virtual assistants or anybody starting businesses in the initial phases to get through those mindset barriers as well that can really make those things really hard for them in their businesses. Yeah. Got it.
0: Okay. So I'm sure everybody listening is going to be, it's desperate for me to ask the question, where do you find an amazing VA? Where's the unicorn? Where are they hanging out? How do we get one?
1: Yeah. So the thing that I would say about that is going back to what we were talking about initially is making sure that you are really clear on what it is you want from a VA. So what part of your business are you wanting support in? Really, understanding where the best return on investment or return on time is going to be for you so are you going to have you know 5 hours or 10 hours a week extra up your sleeve because you're outsourcing to a VA what are you going to do with that 5 or 10 hours are you going to be able to bring more revenue into your business because of that are you going to be able to take a day off with your kids because of it how are you going to manage that that return that you're getting from bringing on a VA so then of those five or ten hours, what are the VA, what's the VA going to be doing? What parts of your business do you need support in most? And looking at the parts of your business that you don't enjoy or that you're not you're not overly skilled in, like it could be the tech side and the setting up of the tech, where VAs are very good with that sort of stuff. So yeah, really looking at what what areas of business you're going to need the support in most, and being really clear about that, almost creating like a job a job description. What is it exactly that you are wanting? your VA to support you with, and then finding people based on that rather than just saying, hey, I need a VA, like who can help me? Because there are thousands of VAs out there. And the benefit of a business owner from that is that you are able to have multiple VAs across multiple areas of your business and allow that VA to thrive in that area. So if you want somebody to support you with admin, find a VA that loves that. If you want a VA to support you with the tech stuff, find a VA who loves that. You don't have to have one VA to do all of the different things in your business. And that's kind of double ended because that's also something we're teaching our VAs is to be specific about the services that you offer and the areas of business that you are going to be able to make the most impact. Mm -hmm. So we need to both work together on that. We have a directory of virtual assistants in our inner circle. That So it's VAs that I've trained or they've come into our membership and they're all Australian-based VAs. So you can, if you do a Google search of C virtual assistants directory, it will come up and we have the ability there to be able to search for different skills or different systems that you might be using or needing in your business and you can find find a VA that way.
0: Amazing. So get specific. There's Know that there are lots of people out there. That's also what I heard. Like you've literally talked about hundreds and thousands of people just in your circles. So get really specific. Know what you're looking for. Know the people are out there. And here's an amazing resource where we can go and look for people as well. Amy, thank you so much for all your wisdom and information today. I really appreciated it. If anybody wants to connect with you
1: and find out more, where should they go? So you can find me on Instagram usually or that's where I hang out the most so it's at seedva.mentor I do have a I know your listeners aren't necessarily looking to become a VA but I do have a free Facebook group available for people who are wanting to learn about becoming VAs or if you're an experienced VA and you're wanting to just build on your community you're welcome to come in and join us in there and my website is www.seedvirtualassistance.com.au
0: Amazing. Well, thank you again for your time. It's been an amazing chat and wishing you and the VAs all the very best. Beautiful. Thank you so much.